Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Taking photos and making memories through them are such a big part of the Disney experience, no matter which Disney resort you may visit. And yet, we've never really taken the time to discuss how to best capture the magic through photos. So today, I have the privilege of Ryan Crane joining us to share his insights on just that. If you are like me, you're always looking for that ideal way of capturing the perfect moment. We'll talk about things you should and shouldn't do and how the simplest steps can make a good photo great. Join us as we find new ways to capture the Disney magic through photography. This podcast, as well as all others, are brought to you by Performance Journeys, which celebrates its 20th year as a training and development group dedicated to bringing best in business ideas through keynotes, workshops, seminars, and amazing benchmarking programs to organizations, whether they're in the public, private, or nonprofit sectors. If you're looking to improve and, and elevate the delivery of your customer service or to maybe re-engage the morale of your workforce, especially as you've had to go back and forth from a virtual to a physical workplace, or maybe you're trying to just improve the leadership of the organization, can we provide some really great solutions? that frankly have been tried and tested from our time working intimately to raise excellence in organizations big and small. At Performance Journeys, it's as much about the journey as it is about the performance. In fact, I would say that that's really a good way to approach our introduction to Ryan Crane, whose journey is as much about his life as it is about the skills he brings is a photographer. Ryan Crane is an artist, designer, photographer, and cancer survivor. Ryan has a master's degree in business administration. Prior to being diagnosed with cancer, Ryan was an accomplished photographer and had a website designed to teach photography to beginners. Ryan's photography career began after a family trip to Walt Disney World. He had shared some of his photos from the trip and people wanted to buy them. Well, the rest is history, as they say. He attributes the popularity of his Disney photography to being quite a Disney fan and his perception of the world of Disney. Ryan is an avid car guy and enjoys customizing his and his son's cars on days he feels able. This past spring, Ryan received the great news that he is cancer free. Unfortunately, he is still unable to work due to complications and other medical challenges. Rather than letting his new challenges bring him down, thanks to Squarespace, he created RyanCranePhotography.com as a way to get back on his feet and offer his artwork to you so that you may bring joy from Disney back into your own home. Ryan's just a lovely, wonderful individual, and I'm thrilled to have him with us. You may want to also check out DisneyAtPlay.com. We're going to have some of these images from Ryan that um, complement and build on the very things that we're talking about. I'll add a couple of images that I reference, including one I took today 
with uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu, and it builds on a very important idea uh, that we're going to talk about in our uh, conversation. So without further ado, let's chat with Ryan Crane. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here at uh, Disney and Play today. I really appreciate you being part of this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's great to have you. And I think this is a great topic uh, because we've never really taken the time about how we can capture the magic through photos. And yet we all do it. In fact, we all do it more than ever. You know, the I have, oh my goodness, Ryan, I have nearly 45,000 photos wow. of Disney parks worldwide. I That's truly impressive. do. Uh, well, the, and 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 both of them are really good <laughs> images. I I because we you know we have iPhones and and you know digital devices on our on our mobile or uh, cameras on our digital devices. It's so easy to take a photo, um, and I contrast that with being a kid when really uh, you know you'd buy a roll of camera film and. If it's 12 exposures or 24 exposures, and you really needed to, to be very careful about how you captured each image. So now we can just capture it all, but you can capture, again, thousands of images and not really necessarily capture the magic. So I think it's really helpful to have you on this podcast. Tell me, of the four Walt Disney World parks, which one do you like the most? I think I like the Magic Kingdom the most. Um, it's probably also because it might be the easiest park to uh, to really capture the magic. It's the iconic. It's, magic. it's almost the centerpiece, right? Yeah. Is there a particular land you really uh, you really gravitate toward when you are at the Magic Kingdom? Um, I kind of have to always go right to Pirates of the Caribbean. Do <laughs> you? Area. Now, how how is your and does that include on the attraction itself? Because that's not an easy thing to capture. Well, with with a more professional camera, you can do it pretty well, um, but not so easily done with, say, your camera phones and such. Mm, yeah, that's so that, probably that, why I haven't had much success on that. Yeah, so. the dark rides do kind of require a little bit more of an upgrade on the camera to to really be able to capture them. That's very cool. You know what? We, if we could, I'd love to add a couple of your pirates photos to um, our Disney at Play site if we could. Yeah, I have to dig through and see what I still have for those. Okay. Um, most well, of mine are. Yeah. No. Well, go ahead. Most of mine are going to be more the centerpieces at this point um, for each thing. So, you know, I got plenty of say Cinderella Castle, um, stuff of that nature. Um, mm. Yeah. Sure. I, well, it's got to be one of the most photographed pieces of architecture in the entire world. Who would, oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. it's just so, it's, it's so, um, it's so familiar to everyone. And it, and it, and it's, but so let's, let's back up a little and let's talk about some of the things you think helps to really capture the magic. I think the first thing is, um, that people forget that they're there to you know you want to be a kid while you're there no mm. matter what your age is be look at it from the perspective of being a kid have fun with it and you know look through a kid's eyes 
Mm. I really think that's probably how do you do that? What, how would you recommend doing that? Uh, for one, let go of the forced poses of, you know, just say standing in front of something, arms to your side, mm. next to, you know, a family member, get rid of all that, have, let them, let everybody be more relaxed. Um, and the other thing is to look literally from a child's perspective in that get low, because a lot of Disney all over the place has geared things so that when a kid looks up, they see different magic than what you see as an adult standing tall. You want to be able to capture that. Yeah. You know, one of the places where I think that happens really well, where you, if you're not looking at it from a child's perspective, you're missing the total magic. And that is after you pass through Cinderella Castle and enter Fantasyland, there is a small statue of Cinderella. And in fact, she's dressed in this instance in her work clothes. And as I recall, yeah, she's in her work clothes and, and there's actually drinking fountains and it's part kind of a fountain area right there. Um, and there's a background to it. I don't know if you've ever captured this, but if you, if you um, get down at the level of Cinderella, to shoot that picture. If you get down again from a child's perspective, you see that painted in the background of this and uh, the motif behind her statue is a crown. And that crown rests upon her head when you see it from a child's perspective. I have not captured it, but uh, now I plan on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, I'll try to add that one too. Um, to it because uh, it's just one of those great, um, great places. How, how about you? Is there are there any places that you have especially captured when you've tried to do it from a child's a perspective? Honestly, no. Uh, unfortunately, for finding a specific location, um, my last couple of trips were quite a while ago. <laughs> Um, just due to the health stuff. I haven't been able to go down there. Mm -hmm. um, so to recall something that specific, I honestly don't have one. Well, you know what? I would recommend also to our um, listeners, if they go to, um, it, it, and I said, as you pass through Cinderella Castle and go to the left to go to that Cinderella statue, if you go to the right and you head back down that little path there's a cinderella wishing well that's the one i wanted to go check but i was unable to get over there yeah there well i mention it because there are some of cinderella's friends right around the base and in certain little corners if you're looking and if you are getting again down to the perspective of a child so um so i yeah i think crouching down and well, I, I, you note that crouching down and aiming slightly up amplifies the force perspective of the size created by the Imagineers. So force perspective is a commonly used element when it comes to, um, to architecture and how the Imagineers do it. So what I hear you saying is even get further down 
from the perspective of a child when you're taking that that shot yes yes um i have some even when i shoot like the parades um i try to get say cinderella's castle in the background get some of main street in there and still mm. shooting up and getting that perspective it just adds to that wow factor it gives that perspective that everything is just so much bigger and that that wow is a child because that's how they see it interesting um so you also talk about um shooting low and aiming your camera high and focusing on your child's or your spouse or you know even your grandma using close to two-thirds of the frame and letting them better yet have them you know kind of um perform or act a little goofy or or be the star or whatever it might be um you want to build on that well if you're taking a picture of the parks you're taking a picture of you know of say cinderella castle then that's going to be your focal point if you're taking a picture of a family member that should be your focal point you want to capture disney with them but you want them to be you know the main part of that picture and if you're going to say okay well instead i want you know say the castle to be the main point of the picture then that should be what takes up say two-thirds of uh your frame of your frame yeah so if it's going to be you know capture your family having fun that's the idea that's why you're there is i know i'm i'm i tend to when i do family shots it tends to be more of a formal shot you know in other words everybody hands on you know down your side and you know you're kind of framing it and so forth and it's just smiles and but it's not really fun yeah it doesn't capture that magic right everybody's supposed to be having a blast you should be letting that energy out and showing that excitement good point good that's point where a lot of people go with the you know the formal pictures just don't grab that mm. All right. So what else do you recommend as uh, as a tip? The crowds are another big issue. And a lot of people, especially if they're trying to get just a picture of something in the park, they always worry about trying to get the crowds out of the way. And it's Disney. You're not going to. You're not going to remove all the crowds unless you want to stay until the parks close. So use the crowd allow it to be there show how busy it is one trick that i do in some of my photos is i actually add a motion blur uh, i can do that in my camera but you can also use apps to do that mm -hmm. and that'll get rid of the facial details you won't be able to identify the crowd so it won't feel like they're in the way but it'll show how busy it is while you get a picture of what you're actually focused on interesting now can you do that when you're taking pictures of family as well or do they have to stay very 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 still while you're using the motion blur uh to do it in camera they would have to stay very still to do it in an app they could it could be very quick so that would be better if you were capturing something um something like the haunted mansion perhaps yes. or um is that what you're thinking you could um the haunted mansion actually i love the fact 
and I think this is another key point, is you want to utilize um, your time standing in line. And as um, as so many of the rides and, and features have become up to date, they've added so much more to the queue where you can say you're walking through the, for the Haunted Mansion. You can get pictures with ghosts. You can get pictures with the, the filing. Ah, I forget the name of it, but that area where that's, you know, the filing and the boxes are coming out. The cemetery? Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, it's not going to be the haunted mansion in your picture, but everybody's going to understand what it is. And it's a perfect time. You're close together with your family. You can get that stuff in the backdrop. Mm -hmm. And that's going to provide all the information that's needed. It's going to say, hey, we're having a blast. We're here. You obviously know that it's the haunted mansion queue. Mm. So it's very easy to get those family pictures with that excitement of Disney in those queue lines and i think that that's a really good time even if it's crowded you can still get those pictures so i think that that's something that people don't take enough take enough advantage of yeah that's a great idea i, well, I think one of the challenges is and and it can be the, the case when you're in line is you are trying to make sure that there is something that helps you know if, for instance, I'm taking a picture of a family member, but I still want the surroundings to tell the story. Yes. You need some piece to kind of say what, because how many times I, I, in fact, I saw a photo today. I was like, somebody was sharing a photo on Twitter uh, and, and they were trying to like, where was this photo taken? And I, you know, I was studying the photo to try to figure out where was it taken? I didn't know. And a lot of times people end up taking photos, but they, and they like the picture, but they don't know where it was taken. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, they usually take their photos of their downtime as opposed to while they're experiencing everything. And I think that that's also where some of that magic is lost. If you're just, okay, this is, this is our bathroom break and, you know, we're over by Ariel's castle. We can get a picture of, of, us standing here but you mm -hmm. can't tell anything it's because they're using the their photo time is their downtime as opposed to again standing in a queue and getting those backgrounds that tell the story of where they are very cool very cool um okay what what's our next tip something that i do that i think would help people is mm -hmm. and this is editing of a photo is when you take the pictures in Disney, one of the things that I think, and this is just my perception, is bright colors, bright, saturated colors. Now, that's if you're just taking a picture of the park. Obviously, if you have you know, family and stuff in the picture, they're going to look a little funny if you try to do that. But when you're taking a picture of them, just the parks, that added vibrance that you can add, and you can do that on your phone, it can add saturation. So you can bump that up just a little bit. If you go too far, it's going to look funny. Mm. But if you bump it up just a little bit, it just adds the vibrance and that that life to the picture. So I think that that's another you know simple thing that you can do to add a little bit of spark to your photos. Well, and the good news is Disney is full of colors. So so that's not that hard to do. 
Uh, but you ought to be very aware that, hey, when you're in surroundings or environments that are colorful, take advantage of that. Yes, exactly. Love that. Love that. Okay. What's next? Can I add one? I, absolutely. It drives, me, it drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. I would do a podcast just to talk about this. It drives me crazy when people are using a flash element to their camera to film fireworks or something like Cinderella Castle at night. There is, first of all, if 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 you could, adding light to fireworks only dulls the fireworks, if you could do that, but it would take 100,000 flashes yeah. to dull. And the same thing with Cinderella. If you're looking to light up Cinderella Castle, at night, you're going to need a whole lot more helpers to do it. <laughs> it you, flash has no meaning. And yet, and, and, and I think sometimes people don't realize they have flash going on, particularly when they're using video or whatever. But oh, my goodness, it just it is so crazy when people have got their lighting, uh, their light on. Or when they're right. taking um, a flash type photo at um, absolutely at night. agree. The only time I well, I'll use flash in certain certain specific situations, but very rarely. And it's usually, honestly, if it's during the day and it's just really bright behind them. If I'm shooting into the sun, where mm -hmm. the sun's behind them, if you do that with your regular camera and with no flash, your subject's going to look dark it's it's going to put them in a shadow so that's when you would use flash because you need to bring that light back you know against the sun being behind them um other than that i try to stay away from it but again if you're shooting with your phone there's limitations um yeah. and you might need a flash in the queue but please everybody who's listening do not use flash on the dark rides it's not working people yeah, it's it doesn't not working. Work and it it ruins it for everybody. And yeah. you're still not going to get a good picture. Imagineers have spent a lot of time trying to light that thing right. And you light it all, you light it up. It's like turning the work lights on. And it's like it's it's not, it's not yep. a pretty picture. It shows picture. you what you don't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing that I think is is critical. Well, just a, it's a good idea, is um don't take don't um and this reminds me of a GAF um viewmaster or photo guide that used to be in the old um uh park maps and brochures is is you don't take a picture of your family in front of the teacups you take a picture of your family on the teacups you know you want to capture and and the best time maybe to do that if you can, if you can't handle the blur aspect is to just grab it before the before the photo or before the the um the ride begins what i often do is i have gotten into one dumbo and i will get in in the in the dumbo in front and i'll tell my um my wife and who might have my my grandchild with her um fly low on your dumbo and then i fly high 
and I can turn back enough to, to take a picture of them or video of them pointed down. Um, and that's awesome. That's, that and, would be fantastic. That's great advice in my opinion. And it's, a great I practice. think it, it's, it provides a lot of fun and you clearly see that they're, you know, enjoying the experience as you, as you go through. Um, what other ideas, what other thoughts do you have? Um, Tell me what, how would you, how do you like to do it with characters? I, I definitely let it all out, whether it's big hugs and somebody's taking a picture of those, whether it's, um, I know at one point when my girlfriend and I, we were engaged and when we got engaged, we were at the park and, uh, I remember Winnie the Pooh specifically, and it was like, almost like a mini celebration that we were just having a blast and letting, you know, cast members take the pictures, whether with my camera mm. or with theirs uh, for the photo pass. But it was all about us focusing on being with Winnie the Pooh and the other characters as we went around and let, let the, uh, the cast members who they're there to take your picture and let them take that part so that you can enjoy being in the photos because that's another part you want to be in the photos too you don't always want to be taking just be the one who's taking the pictures mm -hmm. absolutely hey and and with that cast members love to take photos by the way they're honored to take the photo and a lot of people if you, you one of the great things you could do to bring magic to others is offer to take a photo of others for them and they'll want to often um, ask if they can do the same for you. And that can be a great interaction with another guest while you're in the park um, is to just invite. And, and frankly, my experience is, is you want to, you want to focus, you want to make sure you capture it, frame it really well, but then shoot several times, especially if you're using like a, uh, a mobile device, um, shoot it several times because somebody smiles in one instance and blinks in another. And if they have a choice of six or seven photos, as opposed to one or two, they're more likely to grab something that they really, really like. Uh, that's Absolutely. my experience. What do you think? I totally agree. Another thing that, that you've mentioned a little bit more than I have is properly framing your pictures. And that when you're in the parks can be difficult with the crowds. Mm. Um, but I would say a rough, rough way to go about it is again go back to you you know getting your subject to take up about two-thirds of your frame and then in the area that's open at that point that's where you can find a different subject to to show where you are and if you have your subject dead center of the frame that i would say stay away from that so for instance, dead. let's talk about being in front of Spaceship Earth. You want to take a picture of Spaceship Earth. So what I hear you saying is don't don't make Spaceship Earth some kind of halo around your around the person you're taking a shot of. Yeah, correct. Put them put Spaceship Earth slightly ajar so you so you kind of have this balance between they themselves occupying that three force but still having um the benefit of spaceship earth in the background is that what yeah 
That's exactly what it is. And that goes for everything. Everything that you're going to take a picture of, subject, take up, let the subject take up a majority of the area and offset whatever's in the background as your, say, second subject, per se. Where, again, whether it's the castle, whether it's Spaceship Earth or whatnot, yeah, you push it off to the side there. And Disney, in general, helps you do that. They, they set everything up, so it's very easy to do that. You have to deal with the crowds, but when it comes to everything being around, it's very easy to do that at all the parks, actually. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you... You want to compose that image with, with that that background, the you know the tree of life, or um, uh, Pandora world of Avatar in background, but but you want to frame it in a way that you capture both the people you're capturing and and the image in back, and you want to make sure that extraneous things aren't. Um, happening like you know you you got a trash can in front of you. As as nice as Disney does the trash receptacles, they you know that's a that's a different kind of photo shoot to shoot trash <laughs> receptacles, you know, or or um, shooting, um, you know, having a you know a tree or bush stand out behind you as you're taking that shot. You know, you want to kind of think about, okay, how does this? How do we want to compose that shot to get the best, the best bang possible? Yeah, and you don't want something growing out of your subject's head either. Because sometimes people will take a picture and it'll have something odd coming right right behind them and it'll look like it's coming out of their head. You want to avoid that. Uh, the Tree of Life, though, is a really good one because not only can you get into the park and take mm-hmm. a picture of your, you know, your family or whatnot and even photo pass and everybody's in the picture and have the Tree of Life behind you, mm-hmm. but you can also get up close and capture all the details of the Tree of Life. And again, you offset your subject, you put your family, you know, off to the side a little bit, but they're in their foreground and then behind them, capture some of the beautiful animals, some of the the carving that's in the tree, take advantage of that detail. You know, going back to your earlier comment about being, seeing it from a child's perspective, I've seen some great photos where you could take a picture of your family or friends and and aim it in a way that allows you to cap you know getting down there you see some of the bark of the tree with the animals and then you see the foliage of the tree in the background and it can be a great shot um, yeah absolutely to compose and they do such a great job of letting you get around the tree of life so it's not just like Cinderella Castle, I think that you want generally want to be in the front. You can get mm. beautiful pictures all around, but I think you want the front of the castle is definitely going to be a shot. The Tree of Life, I think, gives you more because you can go all the way around it. And there's so much more to see with the way they designed it. One other thing that I think is also important in this, Ryan, is to talk about where the sun is and and where shade is too often too often i see people it's we tend to shoot with the sun behind the individual and it's and you're getting a lot of glare off of off of the 
picture that you're trying to to capture. Um, yeah, or true. the backgrounds in in light, but the fam family or the people you're trying to shoot are in the shade. Say the shade of Main Street with the castle in the back. You you don't get you don't get the right comp. It's hard to get a really good composition. I will also say, as somebody, who, one of the one of the little truths about Disney is that the color saturation at Walt Disney World is much more intense in Florida than it is in Anaheim at Disneyland. And the reason is, is because the sun is very intense. In fact, that's why when you go to the Caribbean and you see such brightly colored houses is because the sun fades these houses over time. And so, and so you start with a, so you, you end up with a very intense palette to begin with and it melts away over time. Even like Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there is a more intense paint palette for Disney's Hollywood Studios than it is for Disneyland in California. And the reason why I'm mentioning all that is I, I find I find sometimes that bright, 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 sunny days are not great moments to shoot a picture. If you've got a slight haze of, of clouds, slight, not clouds, but a slight haze of clouds, you know, a slight film of clouds, sometimes you get a better balance of light in taking the picture. If, you have an, if it's overcast, you will get better pictures. Um, yeah. Part of one of the things that you would do on, and you can't really apply it. You can apply the idea, but you can't do it. Is when you're on like a photo shoot outside of, you know, doing it professionally, you'll use a diffuser to break up direct light. Mm. So noontime is the worst time to take pictures in general. Yeah. So you want to find some of those shady spots so that you can stop that because it'll it's going to give you harsh shadows in your face and everything. So you want to diffuse that light and overcast days will actually do that. Um, the other thing I will tell you, beautiful it, sky, but yeah, yeah, but no, it, well, our skies are bright and beautiful. Our clouds are beautiful too, by the way, we have unique clouds here in Florida, but let me also say that some of the best times I find shooting photos is also the morning after um, a rain shower. Yeah. Um, because you've taken a lot of the dust particles out of the air and the clarity, the crispness of the environment around you is so much more. Um, it's just, it just, it just beams. And so, and so if you find yourself in that situation where you've got a rainstorm, take, take heart because sometimes the best photos can be found, um, in the, in the, in the sunshine and, and in the daylight after, uh, a good rainstorm. Another thing which rainstorms kind of just made me think of is Florida is so great in that it's going to rain <laughs> pretty much every day. Um, and you can use that because a lot of people will run for shelter as soon as it starts to rain, mm -hmm. which then clears out a lot of area for photos. You can go out and you can get fine puddles and you can get at the right angle. You can capture beautiful reflections mm, of the good idea. in a puddle. Um, at nighttime can, included, you can get some really beautiful shots during that time. Say, say the rivers of America with the Liberty Bell on the river with lights on 
and then you get the reflection of that Liberty Bell off the river. Yeah, doing stuff like that is a great way. And since it, you know, people like to run away from the rain, that gives you an opportunity to take advantage. Love it. Love it. Well, some good ideas. Any other thoughts, Ryan? Um, I think that the main thing I think people should do is have fun with it because mm. that's that's why you're there is to have fun and enjoy, you know, a special time with your family. So um, unless you're somebody like me where I would go just to take photos, um, I think even then I like to, you know, be that free spirit and get pictures with the characters and just take advantage of being there. Take, take advantage of being able to enjoy that time and capture it with your camera the best you can. Well, because of health, it's been a little bit of time since you've been there. What, when you get back to the parks, what's the first photo you're going to take, Ryan? There is a photo that I want to try to get where it is on the merry-go-round or through the merry-go-round. And I want to try to capture the horses in off on it'll it'll be a shot where the horse is taking up the right side of my frame mm -hmm. and Cinderella Castle is gonna be the left side. Nice, nice. And you know what, Ryan? I suggest you also do that at night. And I suggest that after you capture that photo, you turn it around and see if you can capture the fireworks off of off of those horses too. I think that from that angle, it should be feasible to do that. Oh, it is. It can be. It can be really great. You know, um, by the way, there's a little trick. The, the photo, the, the carousel horse is far more um, uh, ornate on the outside than it is on the inside. So if you're taking a picture of Junior on the carousel horse, try to shoot to the inside rather than shoot from the outside because um, you're going to get a better looking horse. There's yeah, a difference yeah, between the two horses, the two sides of the horses, if you take a look at that and notice. Well, Ryan, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Again, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I a lot of fun. It. Yeah, uh, we hope that uh, everyone uh, can, can take these ideas and better capture the magic. Again, my thanks to Ryan Crane for joining us as we consider some ways we can capture the magic through photos. Remember, you can visit ryancranephotography.com to see his space and uh, check out uh, any photos that might uh, frame uh, perfectly in your home. So check that out. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Appreciate you being a part we have some exciting things coming up ahead of you in the short term. Uh, talk about making memories through photos. Uh, we are celebrating next week, Journey into Imagination, the 40th anniversary of Figment, of Dreamfinder. Want to share some, uh, some really great insights about that attraction. So make sure you check that out. If you haven't checked our review of Tron, Definitely check that out. We also talked about some things happening with the uh, Reedy Creek Improvement District and the Florida Legislature. So many different ways to capture and understand and see what's happening here at Walt Disney World and abroad. So please join us. If you have a chance, check out our Patreon group. 
the Wayfinder Society, which unlocks Disney magic that helps you appreciate better your experience at Disney, plus allows you to explore best in business act ideas, which uh, are framed along experiences at Disney. Just go to our site at performancejourneys.com. You can see some links to kind of check those out and see what they're like. Again, thank you for joining us. And finally, in the words of Sinbad, storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>